0: It's a beautiful day once again, friends. Once again, welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I Tola. wherever you are this morning. We want to thank God for another beautiful, wonderful day. The Lord has ushered us into today. Is the twenty sixth of the month of March, twenty twenty three. What a glorious time to be in the presence of God. What a time to be alive, to see the light of another beautiful day. Let us pray. Father, we once again bless your name. We honor you this morning. Thank you for waking us up if we're in this part of the world. And there are those in the other part of the world that they are already up and doing. In fact, some are already planning to go to bed. What a God we serve. We thank you for your ways. We thank you, Lord, for your glory, your counsel, your wisdom, your knowledge your understanding. We thank you for your dealings in our life. Father, this morning, as we connect our hearts to you again and gather before your table and allow you to, yes, feed us with the bread of your living word, that once again, our hearts will be made alive, that we will be rightly joined and connected, oh God, to your heartbeat and of course, to your prophetic demand for our day. I pray, Father, for everyone that will be linking with us this morning wherever oh god they will be joining from i ask that your spirit will steer their heart that this word of oh god will become indeed a compass that will lead them and direct them to the place of your divine counsel and intention i pray lord that indeed your church will grow and mature and come to the place of divine fullness that in this season as you allow us to Feel that which yes, your your heart, yes, Lord, is is yearning for. Father, pray in Jesus' day that we will not turn back, but but we will completely, oh God, yield ourselves and surrender ourselves in agreement to see that your will, oh God, find inroad and expression in our lives, oh God. We thank you. We honor you this morning. May your kingdom continue to come. May your will find inroad and expression in our life. Honor and praise to you once again, Father. We thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so very much. Everyone joining us. My sister uh, Priscilla, thank you for joining. Anyone out there joining us this morning, wherever you're connecting from, is a great delight once again to share this moment, this time with you. This is a very uh, important time that we are sharing. Amen. God is speaking to us regarding the nature of our day regarding his intentions and counsel, and we want to really incline our ears and hear what the Spirit of the Lord, amen, has in stock for us. We thank God that yesterday we began to uh, uh, look into this concept of the exodus of the church and, of course, the mixed multitude. Uh, What we are dealing with and what we are looking at is far bigger than, you know, this... uh, uh, basic, limited, you know, uh, description. There's a lot that we want to unpack and understand in terms of, amen, the, the move of God, the the, 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 dealings of God within the church and the nations. And we have seen that there is something that has basically affected the advancement of God's intentions within our life, within our community, even within our immediate family and that deals with, all right, the the place where we source our our spiritual inspiration, the place where we get, amen, uh, inspired or we get to be fed, all right, uh, the the body of Christ, the church of of the living God, amen, is a a powerful spiritual, you know, uh, uh, if you will, hope that God has established right, to guide, to build, to equip, to train, and to bring his people into maturity. In fact, that was so important that before Jesus left, amen, he gave gave a command, amen, on how his church must be built, and the things that are required, if you will, the material, the instrument, amen, that is required, because the church plays a vital role in terms of the fulfillment of God's prophetic counsel in the earth. So, the church is not some, you know, Mickey Mouse, you know, uh, Uh, you know, game center. is not, it's not a place where we go to have some leisure time. The church, amen, outside, you know, marriage is the next institution that God has established, amen, for the fulfillment of his prophetic counsel. I said the second because without, amen, without the home, without marriage, without, you know, the man and the woman coming together to form that, you know, first unit of where God's will and counsel excuse me, is established, there is no way we can move to the next level where, okay, the the the, the administrations of, of God's prophetic counsel, you know, for creation can be fulfilled, all right? We know that when the first man, all right, you know, uh, 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 missed his direction and, and, you know, abdicated his responsibility in the garden, the Lord established, amen, a new order of if you will, a, a community a family, all right, that will carry out that will fulfill his prophetic program. Okay, so it, it's it's important that we ha- highlight this okay, that marriage, the purpose of marriage was to create a platform where, all right, God's you know, our counsel and purposes can find you know, fulfillment in the end, in, in the earth, as Jesus said, all right, he will build this church after. You know, the the Lord had asked the question before he entered, you know, uh, uh, the, the city of Caesarea Philippi, who do men say that the son of man is? And of course, Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied and said, well, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. In other words, this knowledge that you have about me did not come from the human realm it's not something that you know that 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 came from the inspiration of you know the limited knowledge of man okay it said my father in heaven has revealed this all right, to you. And for the first time, Jesus used that time or, you know, borrowed that time because that time is not really, the the term church is not a spiritual, you know, terminology. It's a political, if you will, you know, a a community social terminology that was used back in the days of the Roman, you know, uh, society. And so Jesus said, I will build my church. And the reason why he said he will build his church is because there are different kind of churches in existence. The term church itself, all right, it, it, you know, is drawn from the concept of, you know, senators, the concept of, you know, uh, uh, legislators, you know, those who come to a place where, all right, they sit to form policies and ideas, all right, uh, uh, that will, if you will, advance, you know, the, 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 the development of society, all right? So we see Jesus, all right, introducing that term, all right, into the prophetic uh, uh, activities of God for his day. And that was supposed to be something that will be established in the earth in the movement, you know, of God's counsel. In other words, uh, the idea of church, all right, is supposed to equip, build, empower the people, all right, in, in, in certain Basic knowledge that will allow the things of God, all right, to flow into the earth, all right. Now you, you will notice that even just before Jesus left, in the same Acts chapter, chapter one, all right, uh, just about Jesus, just about when Jesus was about to leave the earth, uh, the, the the disciples they asked, are you going to restore, you know, the kingdom back to Israel, you know, at this time? And Jesus said, well, it's not for you to know, alright, at the time. Alright, but you tarry in Jerusalem, alright, you tarry in Jerusalem and you shall be filled, alright, with power, with the Holy Spirit and with power and you will be my witness, alright, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria uh, 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 and of course to the infamous part of the earth. So we begin to see the establishment, alright, of a company of people called the church. If you will, the ecclesia called out people. Alright, and the reason for that is because God has an, an objective, amen, for His church. Remember that the church is part of that institution that God first established. Alright, called marriage alright, marriage is an extension of the church, okay, because whatever we're going to be doing, alright, in terms of the fulfillment of giftings and the carrying out of the administrations of the councils of God within the earth, must be done within the confines of God, amen, bringing two together, bringing, you know, two people together, yes, for this reason shall, amen, a man leave, uh, his father's house and be cleaved to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, everything that God does are interconnected there, there is that you know a, a flow of of divine connectivity all right there are there, there there's nothing about God that is separated in terms of man objective everything is linked together and the reason for that is for us to have amen a broad and a clearer insight of the redemptive objective of God okay but yes God is God is at work god, god he, I, I've, I've noticed that God's counsel or right, always have this kind of a long-time plan. You know, but I, the idea many of us have about God is that is that God is always you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, in, in reactive to situation. But God is never reactive. God always have a long plan. Alright, whenever God wants to do something or is about to move in the place, you can trace that you know movement to you know certain things that you may not even be aware of. There's a connection. There's a connectivity. Amen. To the things of God, meaning that the, the you know the marriage, the home, amen is connected to the church while the church is supposed to be connecting to society all right so this institution this this if you will or organ or organisms. Some people who call it an organization because there's there's a there's a level of structure to the church. But the church is not an organization. But organization, amen, is part of amen uh, 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 this organism because of course the human body is not an organization. But the human body, amen, is the most functional you know, system. Okay, wherever there is system, there must be some level of you know organization. There must be a, a level of arrangement, and that's why you need amen man the, the kind of ministry gift that we're giving to the church the bible says when jesus amen ascended on high he gave gift to men this gift amen are members of his body amen to see to the functioning amen of this church that he established i want you to i want you to you know really follow me in terms of you know laying the foundation of what the church is because uh, what we're dealing with amen uh, will speak to how the enemy has sought to hijack this system called the church. Amen. Because if people don't know what the church is, what the church stands for, what the church represents, okay, of course then they can, you know, accept the lie. They can easily be deceived. And that's what we are seeing today. Alright. That many today, because of the lack of the knowledge, amen, of what the church is and represent, they are falling into the hands of charlatans. Okay. So, we have to, we have to go back and and, and begin to believe God, amen, to help us. In fact, some of the things that I was thinking about is right, beyond just. God raising, you know, uh, uh, if you will, a Moses kind of, you know, a, a leadership, apostolic leadership who will bring people out of this house of bondage, out out, out of this environment of, you know, Egypt and, and the control of Pharaoh. We will also need, amen, because it's not enough to come out. We will also need, amen, yes, a, you know, a, a different kind of leadership, amen, that can really begin to train and ingrain the values, amen, of what God's intentions. Is for the life of the people because I tell you, many today who are locked, who are captured in some form of religious system, amen. They are there because many of them don't don't know. They don't. They don't. They don't. They're not. They, they don't have a clue in regards to God's counsel, they have no sense of understanding, and those who know are not even sure. Okay, so it's it's for this reason that I'm kind of you know going back, all right, to, to, to give us some you know, if you will, some introduction about what the church is. The church is not it's not just about uh, a a place where we go, the church first is designed, amen, to be a company of people who 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 whose life amen are over to God in, 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 in a manner that, amen, their, their, their worship and their devotion, amen, is in sync with God's heart, alright? They are called out, you know, this church is a called out from the system of the world. Of course, you cannot be part of the church, amen, without, amen, renouncing your identity to the world system. Remember, we're all born in sin and in iniquity, like David says, in sin and in iniquity did my mother conceive me, alright? We all inherited a sin Sinful nature, sinful lifestyle, amen. Via the birth, amen, of, excuse me, via the the sin of the first man, Adam and Eve, in the garden, all right? So Christ came alright, to redeem us from that nature, from that sinful nature, from that sinful character. Now, that doesn't mean that there are no tendencies, amen, of sin in our life And we give our life to Jesus because we understand that man is tripartite, alright, man is spirit, amen, yes, he has a soul, he lives in the body, alright, I, I, I'm, I'm doing some, you know, basic, you know, housekeeping this morning that I never even thought of doing because this was not part of what I, you know, I prepared. but I think the Lord wants us to go this direction so that we can have uh, some basic understanding, all right, Uh, because uh, some people, I believe they are in a state of confusion, all right, about what their life is, because once God takes them out of this religious system, and they just find themselves empty and void, they don't know what, amen, to do, they they are not taught, they have not been built up, okay, so what I'm doing is to kind of give us, you know, a a basic, you know, a, a rundown of what the church is, and who, amen, yes, the church She'll reflect. The church is supposed to be reflecting the image of Christ. But like I said earlier, that you have to, first of all, come to the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of truth. Amen. When you come to know the truth, amen, the Bible says the truth sets you free. Now, that freedom, amen, can be looked at in various dimensions. Okay. That freedom can be understood from various perspectives. But the first thing we want to understand is that, all right, when, when you come to the Lord, when you come to Christ, not to a church, all right, When you come to Christ, your first relationship, amen, is with Christ. Basic truth, but very fundamental, amen, to what the Spirit of God is emphasizing and dealing with in our day, all right? When you give your life to Jesus Christ, you're not giving it to a church, all right? your commitment is first to God, is first to Christ, amen, is first to your Redeemer, to the one who redeem you, amen, no man, no matter how gifted they are, cannot redeem you, yes, from, from sin, from the sinful nature, amen, from demonic, you know, satanic, you know, uh, nature, and that's why I, I will always say, alright, it's, it's important that sometimes we go back, alright, to why we give our life to Jesus, you know, yes, I know you've given your life to Christ maybe 10, 15 years, 20 years ago, but it's It's always important when you find yourself in a situation that you you seem to be confused, you don't know what's going on. It's always very, you know, useful to go back and and ask yourself, all right? Maybe you're in a relationship that is toxic. It's always good to go back to ask yourself, what was the first thing, all right, that drew me to this relationship? What brought me to this? Why did I go into covenant, into relationship with this person or this group? Why am I part of this group, this organization? When you can honor they trace the footing amen of your connection of your relationship yes that allow you to make the right decision so i always tell people Tell me the first thing, all right, that came to your mind, or what happened to you before you decided that you were going to give your life. Because from that little amen, uh, understanding, we can glean, we can get a lot of insight, amen, to whatever is happening to your life, amen. And maybe the decisions that you need to make. So when people really trace back, amen, yes, how they came to the Lord, that will help them to kind of uh, to understand, all right, why I know a lot of people came to the Lord for various reason. Some people, is because maybe they were sick. They were almost dying. Somebody preached to them and said, why don't you give your life to Jesus? And they decided, well, I'll try this Jesus out, alright? And they did. The power of God showed up, you know. They were free. They were healed, alright? And they continue. But they never really, amen, develop a commitment, a relationship, a personal relationship with the Lord. So basically, their salvation, or you know, it was built on, you know, healing, okay? Then, then you find those who, maybe they were very you know, impoverished, you know, they were going through, you know, terrible time, terrible time, maybe their, their parent died, and all of that, and nobody could help them, and they've been running all over the place, and somebody preached, maybe they heard the gospel, and and the person preached, and said, well, if you give your life to Jesus, you know, things will change for you, you will be better, you know, God will bless you, and, and prosper you, and, you know, and they did, and of course, you know, the Lord began to you know, work in their life, provisions, and all kinds of things, alright, so, uh, uh, but they never developed, they were never taught that, well, yes, God has healed you, God has provided for you, but this contract, this relationship, is beyond, yes, you know, God providing for you, God is actually calling you into a relationship. I think this basic foundation that we are, you know, uh, uh, that the Lord is emphasizing is very important, okay, uh, because, uh, you know, people people will tell you, alright, all kinds of Things, excuse me. I think I need to do something with this. My sound, (laughs) I don't seem to like the you know, the ending part, you know. Then I have to play it again and play it again. So, so you know, people come to the law for various reasons, and that reason, all right, kind of build, you know, if you will, a framework, a mindset. You, you you understand yes uh, if you will a struggle uh, of how they must look at life how they must you know relate with God and relate to the things of God uh, these are basic truth but these are truth that most people are not aware of people are not you know brought to to the knowledge of but it impacts it impacts and affect their life in a situation where all right you've come to the lord because all right he's your jehovah el shaddai or right, he's your jehovah uh, Rohi is your Jehovah provider is whatever Jehovah is to you if you have not come to him just because amen he is god or you have not come to a realization that well this god is not about providing for me is because he 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 wants to redeem my soul first from going to damnation all right secondly is because he has a plan for my life Alright, not not what I want, not what I thought, not what I think, or not, not what I you know I believe He must do for me. Because we all have, Amen. Yes, a, a, a desire, if you will, uh, you know, a, 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 if you a longing. We all have, you know, something we want about life, how we want our life to pan out. But you know, coming to the Lord is not about this. In fact, coming to the Lord is a total oiling of your life. It is a three hundred and sixty degrees turnaround, amen, of your view of your of your values, of your belief system, amen. Of you know, and 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 that's why we cannot reduce God, amen, to you know these basic important things. But they are basic things when it comes to the the the, the values of the kingdom of God. Because when you give your life to Christ, you 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 have left. Like, like I said, you've left one order of life, amen, yes, into this new order of life that is solely driven, amen, by kingdom values. What do I mean by that? Solely driven by a life, amen, that is sourced through the inspiration of Christ, not religion. There's a difference between, you know, religion, hallelujah, and and being a Christ follower. There's a difference between going to church, going to church, amen, to a place is important. If that place, amen, yes, is 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 the right place where you are taught amen remember what i said before the church is a place where you know people of certain knowledge wisdom and understanding amen, you know, gather. These are people who make decisions on behalf of others. These are people, amen, who make decisions, amen, in relating to how society should be governed. That's the literal terminology. I'm defining the literal term, term of the church, okay? So we're supposed to come into this community called the church where you are trained to grow and to think, amen, in a particular way. And of course, this thought pattern, amen, is a reflection of the mind of Christ, Okay, you cannot be in the church without having the mind of Christ. That's something that must take place, must take root deep within your life. Okay, when you give your life to Jesus, your mindset must change. When your mindset changes, your values changes, your 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 your, your thinking, you know, process think changes. Amen. Your your culture, your identity changes, and you know these are not just simple things, alright, That that just you know change like that. They, they, these are things you've got to engage amen by another value system by another principle okay for you to for you to deal with darkness you've got to superimpose amen the values of light all right bible says if any man be in christ such a person is a new a new creation all right uh, you know it it was uh, <clears throat> you know uh, uh, um The the the, the, the 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 chief Pharisee that came to Jesus Nicodemus who said are you saying that I must go into my mother's womb <clears throat> excuse me and be born the second time and Jesus said to him how foolish I mean you are supposed to be you know uh, uh, the leader of, of of this of this group you you're supposed to know this thing these are basic things you ought to know that you don't need to die all right to be to be born again all right Uh, That which is of the flesh is flesh, but that which is of the spirit is spirit. No, that what I'm saying to you is, your spirit must be born again, and you don't need to then enter your mother's womb, amen, for you to have this transformation. No, to to, to be born again means, amen, to denounce, to refuse, to reject, amen. Yes, the, the, the first order of life and confess, amen, believe and confess in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And that's the definition of salvation. Salvation, amen, yes, is to accept Christ. To accept Christ into your life is to accept, amen, the, the ways of God, the values of God, the, the, the plans of God, the desires of God for your life, because indeed He's got a plan for your life, amen. He's got an objective for your life, amen. He, 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 there's c- certain things that the Lord has mapped out regarding your life, but if you have not given your life to Jesus, there's no way those things can come to light, there's no way you can walk or you know begin to. Access those things. So, salvation basically opens the door for you to enter into that which is called, amen, the kingdom of God. Except the man be born, you know, of God, he cannot see the kingdom. Except the man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, basic truth that lays for us the groundwork, amen, of how we ought to live our life when we come into the church, which is, amen, a reflection or should reflect if you will, the values of Christ the, the values of God, amen and as we grow in that knowledge, we begin to walk deeper and in, and, and in a clearer understanding of what is called the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is a realm, is a sphere, amen is it, 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 a, a society if you will, is a community, amen is an atmosphere, the kingdom of God carries a value system, a belief system, amen a thought pattern of of how life ought to be lived. Yes. You've got to understand that there is a world out there, all right, that that, 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 that is captured in, in a sinful carnal nature that the nature of this world that we live in, amen, is, is antichrist, is antagonistic to the ways of God, so you give your life to Jesus, you come to Christ, amen, you are translated from that which is called, amen, the kingdoms of darkness, into the kingdom of light, that darkness is a value, is a way of thinking, is selfish, is self-centered, amen, yes, it's carnal, all right, yes, but now you come to Christ, and you are, you are, you are given a new spirit, because that's what it means, amen, to be born of God to be born again, you are given a new spirit. Yes, though that spirit, yes, is transformed, but that spirit needs to grow, that spirit needs to develop. So, the church, amen, was designed, amen, for you to grow according to you know, uh, a second Peter, if I'm not mistaken, amen. That you desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow. So, you can see that the church has various aspects of functionality. Amen. Those who come to the Lord, right, the first thing is that they are introduced, amen, to a kind of, if you will, a mother in the church. They are introduced to a mother that that feeds them, or right, that, that 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 builds them, that gives them a sense of nurturing, a, a sense of identity. I mean, my, my, my son, you understand. When it comes to a certain period in in the day, maybe towards the night, or right, as much as he loves me, he's close to me. But that period in the day is for the mother. I mean, even if I want to carry him, he doesn't allow me because I mean, I can't give him certain things. <laughs> as much as you know, I, I define certain values. I, I try to build and shape him, and we play a lot. But when it comes to certain period, no, 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 no. He doesn't want daddy. He wants his mother. Why? Because, amen. Those are part of what he needs, amen. In getting what what he what what he needs to become, amen. What what amen he needs to be in terms of a full, you know, a, a grown baby. Amen. Transforming grown baby. You understand this? So there is that aspect in the church. Amen. There are two. And these are very fundamental. that ought to expose the people, amen, yes, to certain principles, values, standards, amen, identity, cultures, amen. But what we have seen, maybe I should even go to what we have seen. Let, let me let me push it a bit further, alright. Then from there, you, you go to the next stage, alright, where the child is no longer a baby but is still a teenager. Then you, you have those within the church, amen. Remember that the church is a family. Like I said earlier, the church is an ex- extension, amen, yes, of our biological family because the church was designed to be, amen, uh, you know, a community. The church was designed to be a family. Of Of course, the church was also designed, amen, to be a nation. In fact, the scripture referred to the church as a nation of God alright? So the church is, is, is the manifestation, amen, of what the kingdom of God should be or should look like. The Bible says, amen, our life, amen, should be a living, a living a living epistle known and read. Now, that doesn't happen, amen, by accident or by chance. That that value system of your life reflecting, amen, yes, the counsels and the standards of God, amen, are imprinted into you via the ministry of certain gifts that God has placed within his church. Yes, to one he gave the ministry, amen, of an apostle, to one he gave the ministry, you know, of a prophet, to one he gave the ministry, yes, of of a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher. So you have this fivefold, if you will, you know, kind of a a, a giftings or grace or system, whatever you want to call it, but they, they are functional. They are functional in the development, in the building up, amen, of what is called the house of God, the church of the living God. I need to say this so that when we when we talk about you know the issues of God raising Moses to go amen and and deliver his people from those who have hijacked his church amen from those who have enslaved his people that we can begin to appreciate because sometimes you know we preach out of context you know it's important that people have a context they have an understanding of what I'm talking about all right if you know what God amen has ordained and designed if you know the blueprint of God's Counsel and intention for his church, and you see something different being portrayed, amen, as that church. The first thing you're gonna do is to challenge them and say, Wait a minute, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you if you if you if you find a man somebody pretending or right, to be your sister or brother all right, and your identity you can identify it and say but so, there's a lie somewhere here something is wrong the first thing you want to do is to challenge that thing you understand yes when 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 somebody gives you a man you know a fake note a fake in you know, a rand or a fake dollar or a fake pounds all right, and you are able to identify the the fake from the original what are you going to do you're going to reject the fake Nobody wants, amen, you know, to, to say, well, I want more, I want my money. So also give me the fake. Give me the fake along. I don't mind. No, no matter how original that fake look, if it's fake, it's fake. You don't want it. You want to reject it. You want to discard it. You understand? And this is what God is doing right now. There, there's so many fake that has been brought in that has mingled with the original. All right. To the point that today people don't even know the difference again of, you know, what the church represents and, you know, what the fake church is. And that's why I'm saying God is bringing out a people, amen, from this lie, from this falsehood. There's a cultic order, amen, within the body of Christ today alright, that are mimicking Christ, mimicking the gift of God, mimicking all kinds of things, you understand? And because the people cannot, can no longer recognize the fake from the original, God needed to send certain, amen, people who have the, who have the competence, who have the skill, who have the, you know, the, 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 the knowledge, who can identify, you know, fake from the original. And those are your apostles, those are your prophets, amen. These are people who have the ability, who understand the divine blueprint of God. They know, amen, what God, amen, is, 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 is doing. They know, amen, They the, 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 the objective of God. They know how the house of God should look like. They know what, amen, a true ministry and a true minister of God, amen, should should look like or should represent and how they should sound. When they see them appear, they can identify them, amen. They can smell them from afar like a sniffing dog. You understand? They can sniff, they can discern that hey, that is wrong, that is right. Now, God is raising these people. I, 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 I've, I've, I've run a bit faster than you know, I should. But, but God is raising this kind of people. And that's why we talk about Moses. Moses did not only know the ways of God. Moses also know the ways of Egypt. Are you, are you with me? But I think the first you know, layer that we just laid in terms of the foundation of this teaching is very important. Because we need to know what is the truth before we can begin to, amen, appreciate or yearn for freedom. You cannot yearn for freedom if you have never tasted, if you have never smelled, if you have never had a knowledge of what freedom is. If you don't know what freedom is, you cannot appreciate freedom. You can be in in an environment of enslavement alright, and in fact, be thought that you're free, and you will live all your life thinking you're free, just because, alright, you get certain things for free, like we see here in South Africa, a lot of people, a lot of people in the society are bonded just because, you know, uh, the government give them what they call an RDP house, alright, and, and they can't move between, you know, here and there, as long as they've got some roof over their head, alright, and they to them that's fine okay at least these people gave us liberation and they're giving us you know a free house but but there are so many things all right that they that they are taking from you that you don't you are not even aware of there's so many things going wrong that you're not aware of but the fact that well we've been free from apartheid is that really true Can we actually probe, amen, that that ideology that we're actually free, amen, from the slave master, from, from the slave driver? Can we actually prove that? Or is it that, amen, that thing has taken a different shape, a different identity that we're not aware of? Come on, friends. Now, I'm passionate about this. Are you actually free? The fact that, alright, you don't, you no longer go to that church, but you are in this other church, uh, uh, and and the, you know, the fact that they sing differently, or the fact that you come into the church and everybody smiles at you and welcome you and hug you and maybe even give you tea or you know you know and, and provide you know uh, some you know brunch and even maybe give you lunch in the church. You understand? All of that we're doing today is it, it, freedom, you know, in the house of God in the church. Amen. It means that. Or somebody can provide for you or they visit you at home and they do all of those things. Those are good. But is that freedom? Because to me, freedom is that you are fed, amen, with the undiluted word of God. Freedom is that you are allowed to think because all of those things that are given to you, the moment you begin to probe and you begin to ask certain questions and they begin to shut you down and they begin to tell you, sorry, no, 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 that, but you are not allowed, no. Then you begin to realize that you're not free. Are you getting the point that I'm making? So, so let's not let's not be deceived. Let's not be carried away because certain things are done in a particular way. You know, some of the, some of the, you know, some of the society that, 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 that I impoverished, I am bondage today are those who actually portray an idea that they are free eg the nation amen the the west you know pl- places like America you know europe europe and America today of course Africa but Europe and America let me limit it to those two are one of the most you know so, if you, you talk about society that are that that are in bondage And the context of that bondage is not the fact that, okay, uh, they can't move from here to there, Uh, they can't buy, they can't, you know, they they are not, you know, uh, uh, allowed to access certain things. In fact, many of those things that they are able to access, amen, are part of the system that seek to keep the people, amen, in certain frame of mind. That's why when you speak to people from different parts of the world, you see that their values, their, their, their ideology, amen, is, 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 is state control. You, you know, there's an ideology, alright, that you you project... Of, of, you know, superiority. of the, the, There's a belief that you think that you're better than other people just because you have access to certain things, just because, alright, your ideology of freedom basically, amen, allow you to do whatever you want to do to the detriment, amen, of what the Father, what God, amen, has ordained you. So, you're free, but you're not free, amen, to worship God the way God designed it, but you're free to do whatever you want to do. Is that actually freedom? Because Jesus defined freedoms do I say you will know the truth and there are truths today we don't want to confront there are things you begin to talk about in relating to truth that begins to make us feel uncomfortable there are truths that people really cannot sit down and talk about there are certain things that when you begin to talk about either in terms of politics <clears throat> leadership or you know even the concept of spirituality <clears throat> that the people begin to say no 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 you are are becoming disrespectful you understand if you're from this part of the world Africa here people will tell you you are are being disrespectful if children start asking certain questions you understand the first thing they tell no 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 you don't ask such a question you are being disrespectful in other places they will tell you well uh, uh, you know you are not allowed sorry that's a no go area no no you don't talk about that so are people actually free To what degree do we define freedom? All of the things that we're talking about, amen, relates to, amen, what the spirit of the Lord, amen, wants us to know and to understand. When you look at yourself, can you actually, amen, say to yourself that you are actually free? Yeah, we're free, but we're free in degrees. We're free in degrees. You're not free until, amen, every dimension of your life, spirit, soul, and body is allowed, amen, yes, to worship God, amen, the way he ordained it. That your freedom is not controlled, it's not managed, it's not manipulated, amen, by by society, all right, by friends, by family, by community, all right, not manipulated even by your own mind, you know what? You know what? You know. A pharaoh said at some point, he said, "Yes, you can go worship your your God, but not afar. Don't go this far. Go worship. We can worship God, but don't go too far." <laughs> like I said, I, I, I'm I'm a bit ahead of my time. I'm just you know basically laying some foundation for us to understand what the church is because if we cannot define the church, then we cannot remember that when God, amen, we cannot move into the next intentions of God when God finally sent Moses, amen, yes to go and begin to engage the people in terms of their freedom, what did they do? They rejected Moses they refused Moses and that's the speaks to, amen the mindset the, the lies that have been infused into, amen the psyche of the people that the moment you begin to speak to what will bring the, the people to freedom or what will even make you free, amen, your, 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 the system that defines the way you think, immediately fight and reject that thing. As it is with us individually, so it is with community. When people are, are left in bondage for too long, they have a way of coming to accept it. They have a way. I mean, for 430 years, generations have come and gone. And have come to accept their plight. Well, maybe this is how God wants our life to be. Anything that puts us in bondage is not the will of God. Anything or anyone, any system that seeks to put anyone in bondage is not from God. And this is why, amen, even when it comes to what we define as spiritual things, spiritual truth, what if if a truth, if you claim a truth, amen, amen, is, is so good to the point that that truth puts you in a state Amen. of bondage, bondage is limitation, bondage is, is not being given the whole truth, bondage amen, is not being allowed yes, to make a choice an informed choice even God gave the children of Israel the choice, choose this day I've said before you death and life but I rather prefer you choose life so that you and your children may, may live, but if you decide to want to choose death, is your choice that is one thing God has given amen, to human being. Amen, that is totally different from animal, you understand, the power to make a choice, not even angels, amen, yes, I've got such choice, that is why the Bible says man was created in the image of God, maybe what we should begin to probe, amen, is that what defines the image of God in man, of course it's not the phys- physical look, amen, Is the ability, amen, to, to be free to do what you want to do. And this is the reason why, amen, God seeks to inform us, amen, through, of course, the knowledge of Christ. So that the, the, the decisions we make, amen, are, are done there, amen, the, the true reality, amen, of biblical truth. There is no man, no system, amen, no government, no nation, no kingdom, hallelujah, as God, the full counsel to truth, without the connection to the Spirit of God without having Christ in their life. So Christ is not just some religious idea that we come into. Is the key, amen, to our freedom. Freedom is that we are informed to the level that this information begins to transform how we think, how we feel, amen, how, how, how we look at life, when we come to such a knowledge, hallelujah, then we can make informed decision. Whatever seeks to use us, manipulate us, control us, amen, intimidate us, is bondage. And religion, of course, is bondage. But the bondage has its own advantage, you understand? Yes, to the counsels of darkness, the, the enemy, all right, understand that when people are put in bondage, you understand? You can subjugate them. You can subject them to certain pattern of thinking. And it's for this reason, amen. Because God knew that the children of Israel could not help themselves. It's for this reason that Moses was raised. But that's not what I really want to talk about this morning. I I, I want to talk about certain, you know, uh, you know, principle that will help us. I I I, I hope that. The things that we've shared, Amen, in laying the foundation of what the church, what the church is, what the church represents, Amen, has given us a kind of a perspective. Because I really want that, Amen. Yes, you know, to be entrenched. We have to be able to define the church. A lot of lie, Amen, has been built around what is called the church a lot of deception amen has been built around amen what is called the church if your definition of the church is not right amen to a certain degree you will be you will be you will be captured you will be amen in some in some level of a bondage and in fact what you may be preaching if you're a preacher amen may be promoting bondage you know i like to do certain you know in my way of building and training and equipping people. I I, I like to give people, you know, uh, the opportunity. I will give you a counsel, but I will still allow you to make your own choice. I will never impose, even as a prophet, I will never impose, amen, yes, something that I've heard or I've seen on you because, amen, you have a spirit. It is my first responsibility as a man of God, as a prophet, amen, is to train your spirit, amen, to be open to God's spirit so that you can hear for yourself my sheep amen he hears my voice that's what Jesus said. That should be the basic. That should be the foundation, the footing, amen, of any true you know, prophet. Because a prophet ought to teach the people the ways of God. And to be able to allow the people to know the ways of God, you have to teach them, amen, the principles, you have to teach them, amen, the concept, amen, of finding, of walking in the ways of God. It's not just to give people thus hear the Lord, amen. The prophet, amen, ought to train, equip the people, the testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. That's what the word of God says. So, uh, uh, while, you know, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be wondering, why is it that every time this man, you know, most this man doesn't give us a prophetic word, you know. No, the word that I'm preaching right now is prophetic by design. You see, because we take, amen, a whole chunk of God's heart and we seek to break it down. In a, in a in a scalable form, in a scalable manner that you and I can understand and can chew. But if I just take a context out of what God is doing and give it to of the Lord, and you're running around the around the mountain like the children of Israel without understanding, yes, they the no house. You see, in everything that God does, there are there are predictable actions that should be taken. In order to get to that uh, point of 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 divine intention, there are there are things. If you if you leave, man one point and jump to the next, it's going to impact the. It's going to affect, amen, the final result. Everything about God, amen, can be built. That's why the Bible talks about, amen, the concept of the apostles and the prophet who are supposed to what to build. Building is systemic. Building takes process. Building takes understanding. Weight, measure, standards. Building, hallelujah, takes a level, hallelujah, of competence. You cannot build at random. Just as you cannot build a house in a day, no matter how fast that technology. There are certain things that must set. There are certain things that must take time, amen, to connect to, you know, to gel together, to stick together. And these are things the Lord wants us to know. And that's why I'm saying that even the context of why it took so long for God to finally intervene is because certain things must be put in place. I talked about that yesterday afternoon. We saw that also, amen, In in the redemption, in the days of Noah. It took 100 years plus, all right, for the judgment of God, amen, yes, to be visited upon that generation. But God had already given, amen, a way out, an escape route. So you see, Noah wasn't just building an ark, he was actually preaching redemption. What he was building was supposed to be a signpost, a signboard, amen, yes, of the way out of destruction. But they laughed, they rejected him. You look at, amen, God's principle even in the life of Abraham when he was brought out of the land of the Chaldeans, amen. It was at the age of 100 that God finally said, Abraham, you're going to have an Isaac. It's not like God cannot come right now and just, you know, bring deliverance and bring, you know, whatever. and give. No, no, no. Everything about God are tied with time and season. And if we are not taught, amen, in our development class in in our, you know, uh, school of, 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 of kingdom discipleship if we're not taught, amen, about the timings of God, about the seasons of God, about the ways of God, just like our own life, you know, naturally. We don't just grow up one day. No. We grow up, amen, yes, on a daily basis, but we don't see it. It's a process. Have you noticed that How you know you've grown is when somebody you have not seen for years come into your space and say, wow, how do they know that you've, yeah, yeah. Because what is taking place in your own life, you really don't see it, but something is taking place. It's people when they come into your space and say, wow, 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 yeah, yeah. Then you begin to appreciate that in fact that you have grown. Yes. Well, doing things on a day-to-day basis, most of the time we don't see or appreciate the process of change that is taking place in our life. So I'm saying that even in all of the things that has been happening, amen, yes, within the church in terms of the invasion, the lies and the deception and and all these powerful, you know, uh, charlatans, all right, you know positioning themselves as gatekeepers as some you know mighty prophet and mighty apostle friends god has a redeem a redemptive amen walk in the process there is something god is doing all right yes that one of these days we are going to see the collapse of this empire of this lies of this deception all right yes and that leads me to some of the things that i want to talk about this morning because we quickly want to deal with amen yes what I call, Amen. When Moses came of age, the Exodus is gonna be is gonna begin. It has begun, alright. But we're gonna see, Amen, more visibility, Amen, of the Exodus as Moses begins to come of age. Remember yesterday we said that Moses today has become, Amen, an apostolic spirit. Moses has become a pattern, a standard for us, a way out for us, yes, and when you begin to see certain people begin to speak, begin to express the kind of passion and knowledge and yet mixed with meekness of of the spirit of Moses, ah, then you know that, yes, Uh, uh, the exodus, something is, is already happening, something is about to break forth. And right now, I can tell you that there is a generation right now who are beginning to enter into the realm, into the sphere, into the atmosphere of, of Moses. They will be the one that God is going to use in the spirit of courage and boldness, yes, to confront every satanic and demonic, yes, interference, uh, uh, whatever the powers of darkness have, has built to frustrate, to, to hold back, to limit, to imprison the people of God will be challenged because God's counsel will be carried out through his people and if those people are in bondage it will be very difficult, it will be hard pressed for those counsels to to be fulfilled so we are seen, we are in the day of the exodus of the church and of course we're gonna deal with the concept of even the mixed multitude. We've given a, a one or two insights into that, but we're gonna expand on it. Yes. I, I said this is a this is a this is a kingdom prophetic a, a perspective that we are looking into in relating to the transition of the church. And miss the false cultic community churches. There is a church out there, there are churches out there, amen, that are actually a cult house. They are cultic. Their community, yes, is to hijack, is to imprison, is to enslave, is to control, to manipulate, to intimidate the people. is to use and abuse the people. It's a cult. And they do that amen by taking strands of truth and build a whole lie around it. But right now the Lord say it's enough, it's enough. It's enough. I am shaking everything that can be shaken. The ideas and the philosophy of lies and deception that have impoverished my people. I'm shaking them. I'm tearing them down. I'm bringing my people to liberation. I'm opening their eyes to see. I'm opening their ears to hear. I'm releasing the spirit of Christ to go after the one that is lost. The 99 may be saved but I'm going after that one because that one matters to me. That one also carries the seed of a nation. Not one must be left behind. Everyone that God has chosen and called that have been captured by the the lies of the enemy. Just as Lot was captured. God is raising a company of Abraham who in his house have been trained yes Three, three, 300, you know men who are warriors who will go and fight the lord's battle and, and bring out the lord's people from the from the lies from the from the from the dungeons of darkness this is the day of the exodus of the church we're not just talking about unbelievers here we're talking about people who are who came to the Lord without really understanding without being taught, without be, being aware, yes, of what they have come into, and therefore they were taken advantage of. The Bible says, "What men were sleeping, these are people who came to the Lord, but they found themselves in a state of slumber, and while they were sleeping, the enemy came and took them, took advantage of them, were declaring just as Peter was captured and placed in prison, the Lord is sending his angels. His angels are apostolic prophetic leaders Who have been sent of God with the authority, yes, to open the bars of iron. It's taking place, friends. It's happening all across across the nation of South Africa. It's happening all across the continent of Africa. It's happening all across Europe and America. It's happening all across the globe. The day of the Lord is upon us. The way of truth has come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord Jesus. Your ways are past finding. Let me go back to this again. I said our aim through this teaching is to glean Principles, if you will, values from the dealings of God among his people in the nation of Egypt, and apply this principle, amen, into our today's life. Because today we have found ourselves in a type of Egypt, a lot of people are being controlled, being influenced by certain satanic, demonic influence. All right. who call themselves Pharaoh. Now God is equipping, amen, a people who will rise up in the authority, in the power and in the wisdom, amen, yes, of, of, of Moses and will go. Remember, the same Moses who was afraid because the first time God said, I go to Pharaoh, he said, no, 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 no not me, Lord. Send somebody in. Pharaoh, I grew up in the palace of Pharaoh. I know who Pharaoh is. I know what he can do. But the spirit of the Lord is saying, now go. There are lessons that we can learn. Critical lessons that we can extract. Answers that we can glean. Amen. Yes. From this principles, friends. Hallelujah. Now... If you study the book of Exodus carefully, you know you can just read 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 that scripture and enjoy the story. But you know within that story are powerful principles, powerful insights, clarity of 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 spiritual values that can help us to deal with situations that we find ourselves today. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 7. Thank you, Father. Acts chapter 7, the Bible says, So Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and in action. When Moses was 40 years old he decided to visit his brothers the children of Israel. When he was 40 years old, when he came to the the age of responsibility if you will he decided to visit his brother the children of Israel and of course he saw that he saw the disparity, he saw the, the, the enslavement, he saw how the people of God were being abused and misused now remember, what we're doing is we're taking all that took place amen, in the land of Egypt <clears throat> and we're trying to find principles from that and apply them to amen, our present day world, to our present day life, to our present day community called the church because you and I understand that many of the churches, many of the places many of our leaders are reflections of Pharaoh the way they behave, the way they think many of them in fact see themselves as some demigods just like Pharaoh said, who is that God that I should listen to, to free these people, no papa have said, mama have said, the apostle have said. We are beginning to allow the Lord to open our eyes to see, amen, what God, amen, is doing in our day. There is a community a people coming out, a generation coming out, amen, of these houses of torture, of these houses of enslavement, they're coming out. So the Bible says, amen, Moses. Now, why are we talking about Moses? Because Moses, amen, is an instrument that God uses. Moses is not just, today, Moses is not just a person. Moses, amen, has become a spirit within our lives, within our hearts. Many of us, alright, like you, many of us are already witnessing. There are those today. In fact, these people that I'm seeing coming out and challenging some of these lies and and, and, and deceptive uh, 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 messages and things that we're hearing. I mean, these are people that many of us are not aware of. At least, I was not aware of these people. So you ask yourself, where did they come up from? Where were they? Oh, no. Just as Moses was was kept, you understand, in Egypt, in a basket. And that basket, amen, flowed in the river until it gets to the, the domain of the palace. And, and Pharaoh's daughter decided, all right, yes, to raise Moses. Many, many of these people today who are who were seen taking the limelight are basically stepping into their purpose. But when they were growing and developing, nobody knew who they were, where they are. So like I said, the things of God are often hidden. You don't know. You don't see it. When you see manifestation, everybody wants to gravitate. But if those people begin to tell you how the process, you know, that they went through in in growing, developing in certain places, you'll be you'll be surprised. The Bible says when Moses, amen, came of age, he was educated in all the wisdom of, of 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 the Egyptian. He was a powerful speaker. He was an orator. The same Moses who said to God, "I cannot speak." Of course, he's not talking about him not being able to communicate. Even though he says, look, I'm... But what he's saying is, what I have learned in Egypt... Is not good enough to challenge this, this force, this principality called Pharaoh. God said, I will touch your lips. I will put my own words in your mouth. And this is what we're talking about. Yes, they've learned, they've studied, they've developed all kinds of, you know information knowledge they've gathered all kinds of things that they need to know in, in relating and God allowed that because it was God who planted Moses Amen within the within the palace And Moses thought the influence that he had the position the authority had in Egypt was enough of course he then realized that he couldn't because he reacted when he saw an Egyptian or a mistreated, you know, an, an Israelite, he reacted. He fought and he killed the Egyptian. And they suddenly realized, even though I'd grown in the palace of Pharaoh, but guess what? I've crossed the line, and he ran away. And it's in, it's in that point that the Lord, Amen, now began to train him. Yes, on the second lap, on the second leg of what, Amen, Moses needed. There are two kinds of knowledge we need. Yes, we need to learn. Yes, uh, the wisdom of this world. We need to learn. We need to know what's going on in the world. We need to read. We must be aware. But it's not enough. We also have to, hallelujah, go into, yes, the desert of Arabia and allow God, yes, to infuse the heavenly manner to infuse the heavenly wisdom, to build us in the ways of the spirit, in the way of his spirits, hallelujah you cannot close your eyes and say well I don't want to know what's going on in the world, I don't want to listen to, I hear people say well I don't listen to BBC news well I do listen it's just that I don't bury my head you know In the in the in the affairs of what is going on in the world, I don't let it you know uh, overwhelm me. I need to know what is going on in the world. I need to be aware, but then I also understand yes that my true source comes from a realm that is beyond this 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 celestial. I must come to a a position in the spirit where my life is connected with God. My mind, amen, is open to the things of the Spirit. Or else you'll be limited. You will not have what it takes, amen, to fight the Goliaths of this world. To fight, yes, the Pharaohs of this world. Remember, it is God who sent. When Moses came of age, amen, he was not sent by God. Bible says he came to his mind to visit and he saw and he reacted. No, we are not called to react. That's why I'm saying the kind of people, the quality of leaders that God is going to be raising in this season. I've got it somewhere. You just need to look for it. The kind of people that God is going to be using, that God is going to be raising. Yes, it says the word here. The Lord is raising an unformidable, competent, honorable apostolic leaders like Moses who would. Courageously confront the false charlatan spirits, amen, of these so-called ministers of the gospel. Remember, I said Pharaoh and Egypt, amen, can be reflected in different areas of life. Pharaohs and Egypt, you know, the pharaohs and, and the spirit of Egypt, amen. Today we're dealing with Esau in the area of religious captivity, using the things of the spirit alright? Coming with a cultic, you know, belief system and presenting that to the people as as God. Remember <laughs> that Egypt has got some powers. Don't, don't be fooled. Pharaoh and Egypt has got power and in fact they've used this power to blind alright? To, to keep the mind of the people locked. The Bible says whom the gods of this world has blinded, amen? Yes, their mind You've got to understand that, okay, that when you are under the influence of these churches, of these men of God, this is not just, you know, you know uh, uh, the ability to, to, to influence you by oratory, by words. These people are into dark magic. They're into black magic. They're into all kinds of satanic rituals, demonic, you know, things to keep their people spellbound. That's why you know you say to yourself, "I'm no, I'm no longer gonna go to that place. I'm no longer going to that church." <laughs> but guess what? Sunday morning, you pack your baggage again. You go there. You go put homage. You, before you know it, alright, that money that you say you're not gonna give, you find yourself writing a check or doing whatever. You give that money why? Because it's not done. Amen. Naturally, they are. They have. They have connected with satanic. They are, in covenant. That's where they are, Pharaoh. Egypt is a place amen, where you know demonic spirits right, are in control. Yes, deep Egypt amen, is a place of idol worship. They worship the God of money, the God of the sun. They worship all kinds of you know spirits in Egypt. These are the spirits that resource that empower Pharaoh. That's why Pharaoh is seen as a god. When you go to some of these churches, you, you see the man of God speak. The so-called man of God, he speak as if he's God. By this time tomorrow, and even when a man, God sometimes refuses, amen, to allow their their proclamation to come to pass. The people still come back. The people still hail them. So you ask yourself, what is wrong? Because. The people are spellbound. The people have been captured. Their minds, their hearts have been captured. These people can tell you know, their members to divorce their husband, to divorce their wife, and they will do it without blinking. They themselves, amen, they change wives and husbands, amen, just like changing the clothes, amen. They have no regard for the values and the standards of God. But people are still going there. Must, you must, you must, you must know that there's something, amen, that, that that is in operation that is beyond just the power of human influence. I know many of them are great motiva- motiva- motivational speakers, but it's beyond just being motivated. That there, there are things that they have done, there are covenants that they have gone into. Just like you know, Saul went to the witch of Endom. This will have gone to all kinds of witch. They've gone to all kinds of, you know, sorcery, you know, community. Many of them have gone to learn sorcery. They've, they, Many today who call themselves prophets, who are in the so-called prophetic, right, are using strange demonic influence into all kinds of covenants. So we have to understand that the caliber, the kind of men and women God is gonna be raising in this season to address this force, to address this, this, this entities. Huh? will not just know the knowledge of Egypt, will not just have amen, the wisdom of Egypt, will not just be people, amen, who are oratory, hallelujah. Yes, in the in the in the language of the Egyptian, no, or Babylonians, no. There must be people who have seen the Lord, they've been to the backside of the wilderness, they have encountered Yahweh Himself, Hallelujah! They've seen the burning bush without the leaves being consumed, Hallelujah! They've heard the voice of God, Amen! They've, 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 they've seen the glory of God. These are the people that God, Hallelujah, is gonna be sending back now. Go to Pharaoh. Are you ready? hallelujah. The scripture said when he saw one of them being mistreated Moses went to his defense and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian who was oppressing him. Now that's a wrong tactics. <laughs> that is being emotional. No. The, the, the prophets and apostles the leaders God is raising in this season will be will be driven, yes, by emotion, but we will not allow their emotion, hallelujah, to drive them. See, there are two different things. They will be driven by emotion because you cannot do the things of God without a man having passion. One of the things the devil is doing today, amen, is killing the passion of men of God and women of God. People are going into slumber. They no longer have drive. You need passion, hallelujah, to be apostolic. You need passion to be prophetic. You need passion to pastor, to raise the people. You need passion to be on the street, hallelujah, to proclaim. Thus the Lord. You need passion to teach, but don't let passion control you must submit amen to the leadership of the spirit I'm saying in this day of the exodus we will allow amen time to pass by will allow time to build us, just like Amen. Time as 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 passed through, Amen. Those 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 stones, halalaboshiyanda, that that David took out of the stream, the Bible called them smooth stones. Five smooth, every rough edges. Hallelujah, has been washed, has been smoothing. Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Particularly, let me speak to the young, young people that God is going to be raising. These are the Moses that I'm talking about. Don't be carried away. Don't be driven by, you know, what you see going on through other people's ministry. Ah, this, this, You don't know what they're doing. You don't know how far they've gone with God. And you don't know where they have gone to, to compromise, to gain power, to dazzle the people. It's not about performance. It's about, allowing the presence of God to resident in your life. It's about you having the mark of God. Why people are pursuing the mark of the beast. Young people listen to me. When it comes to God, it defines your time of ministry. It defines when to show up and when to go into hiding. You know, Last week, there were several times that I wanted to broadcast and the Lord said, no, you're not ready. No, you're not ready for this message. No, you're not ready. And you sometimes, you know, you want to do certain things because of the people. You want to do something. Oh, the people, the people, people, no. (laughs) Yes, people, but it's not about the people. It's about the timing of God. Because when you allow yourself to be driven, yes, by what you see, you're going to fall into the trap of Pharaoh. You're going to fall into the trap of Pharaoh. Wait on the Lord. Wait for the Lord. When Moses saw one of them being mistreated, they've been mistreated for, for years, for centuries. Moses could have waited He could have waited. He rose up to defend what he' not capable to defend. just because you thought you have knowledge, you have influence, you have you know everybody bow to you. you think you can take this Pharaoh, you think you can bring down Egypt, you lie. It's a lie. Until heaven empowers you, whatever you're doing, amen, to overcome the system of bondage will fail. I say until heaven empowers you, whatever you sought, you're seeking to do, yes, to, to, to bring down Pharaoh, you are going to fail. Because I told you, there are powers, there are authority, amen, yes, in Egypt. <laughs> when Moses finally was ready sent by the Lord with the staff of God in his hand when he cast down the staff and that staff became a serpent you know what happened Pharaoh laughed and said is this this the best you can do Moses we trained you here about these things no there's a different order are you ready to go all the way because this challenge is going to count from 1 to 10. The Lord is going to continue earlier to send you back as a Pharaoh to the palace of Pharaoh. Do you have what it takes? That is not enough for your rod to swallow. Yes, the serpent of, of Pharaoh and his magicians. But are you? can you take that thing to the 10th order where Pharaoh will finally give up? I'm talking about the kind of young vibrant leaders and women, amen, that God is going to be raising in this season. Because like I said, the spirit that we're talking about, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a masculine or feminine spirit, it's the spirit of God. As God used, amen, the male Moses, God can also use a female Moses, whatever, amen, that atmosphere of, 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 of Egypt, represent in your, in your domain. God can infuse you with the spirit. The spirit of Moses is the spirit that brings liberation to where people, amen, have been impoverished, to where people have been kept in bondage, amen, to where, amen, slavery and salvage, amen, has been reigning. When Moses appeared, sent by God, remember Moses was sent, that apostolic capacity and strength is there. That is what makes the difference. When God sent you, there's no there's no Pharaoh, there's no spirit there's no power, amen, that can hinder you, they will try but they will not succeed, I said they will try but they will not succeed I am saying this to you today if you're listening, if you're watching me that God is doing a new thing liberation is coming deliverance is coming to the people of God hallelujah when Moses saw one of them being mistreated, you've got to develop restraint. Certain things you're going to see, you will ignore. Not because you want to ignore. You ignore because you know that what you have is not sufficient enough. is not enough to engage and win this battle. So you ignore and go and develop and go and get trained and retrain. So that when you, amen, engage, you go, amen, for, for the victory. You go for the, I mean, when David engaged that lion, that bear, he was determined to get the sheep out. Not the kind of church we see today. We only make noise. When it's time for us to engage, we run. Can you engage the kind of you know systemic pharaoh we see today can you engage the culture amen of egypt that we see rising up in our society today can you engage the kind of highly satanic demonic influence that have become, you know, part and parcel of the system that drive even some of our government parasitism. Can you, do you have such competence? Have you learned the things you need to learn about the nature of Egypt and Pharaoh? Amen. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you know, influencing your community. Do you have what it takes as a father to deal with the Pharaoh? Amen. Raising his ugly head in your home. Do you, Adelaide, have the capacity and the competence? Amen. Of a Moses? Amen rising to challenge the spirit of wickedness within your environment do you have do you know because if you don't then don't don't let your emotion don't let you know your 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 feelings drive you you must be driven by the spirit we cannot build on emotion. We don't build the church of God on emotion. Some people decide, wake up in the morning we're going to start a church. You start that church, amen, by emotion not by the leading of the spirit When something is done by the spirit amen, there are systems protocols, standards that you have to follow you, you cannot build it on emotion neither can you just build it on a gift You must build in accordance to, amen, the apostolic pattern. If your house, amen, it's not in order. And you wake up one morning and you say you want to do the things of God. Sorry, you're going to bring more problem in, into the community of the people because you are going to be you're going to be, amen, projecting the same spirit, amen, of 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 wickedness, of anger, of dysfunctionality in your home within the people of God. Don't you understand that, amen? As people, we are <coughs> we are either called to project the spirit of God or project the negative spirit. So it's not what we preach, it's the spirit that backs what we preach. It's the spirit that backs what we teach. If there is no alignment, there's no order in your life, and you think you are going to bring order to the house of God, you lie. Because doing that, amen, automatically opens you up to all kinds of foreign spirits. All kinds of foreign spirits, alright, will now begin to flow through you and begin to speak. And, you know, through that, they enter into the atmosphere and, of course, impact the lives of the people. People go to church, alright, to want to be free, to want to get healed. To They go and carry all kinds of spirit back home because the pulpit or the person, the pastor person or the whoever is there, alright, okay, has opened his or herself to a wrong spirit, to a wrong atmosphere. Like I said, you've got to understand that when you're dealing with the forces of Egypt, if you are not careful, if you are not well instructed, well built, well, amen, you know, empower and transform, submitting to the voice and the leadership of God, you're going to make a shipwreck. going to make a shipwreck the way man judges is totally different from the way god judges i've seen young people you know even women today starting churches and yet their life and amen their sense of authority at home is questionable when you're supposed to follow and submit to the leadership of your husband, alright, you discard him, you reject him, and you're out there proclaiming a gospel of Jesus Christ. What gospel are you preaching? If you are follow, if you, if you, if you follow what I said from the beginning, all right, of this broadcast, I said when we're defining what the church is, the church begins from the home. The church is the first point of where, amen, God's counsel, God's leadership is established. It's from there that you move to the second order, amen, that is called the church, the body of Christ. If the the church at home is in disarray, how do you think the church, amen, in the community will look like? It's the same flow, it's the same direction, it's the same order, amen, yes, so fix your home first. That's why you see many of these churches, the pastors we're talking about, check their marriage, check their home. I'm not saying, amen, I everybody has a perfect, you know, marriage life. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, if it's in a situation where, amen, there is total disregard for the order of God in the home and you're out there, be a man or woman, you know, proclaiming the gospel, sorry, you're lying, you're deceiving yourself, Go, submit, surrender to the leadership of God that tells you how to surrender and submit, amen, to the administration and the leadership of the home front. From there you have the backing of heaven. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. You want the backing of heaven? You have to allow your life to flow, amen, and be guided by the administrations of the Spirit. When Moses saw one of them being mistreated. He acted. He reacted. No. It's not going to happen in this season. We are going to wait and allow God to instruct us. We're going to be built upon the precepts of the apostles and the prophets. And Christ being our chief cornerstone. We're going to allow Christ to build Amen. his ways, his values, his principles. Our children, hallelujah, will be taught the way of God before we go out, start teaching other children. Because if not so, (laughs) Pharaoh is going to be coming for your children. Have you noticed, do you know that the plan of Pharaoh is to enslave? So he will use all kinds of ways and means to enslave, not just you, but to enslave members of your home, members of your family, and even the members of the church. I hope what we're talking about is bringing clarity, is bringing understanding. That's why the battle first is in the home front. We must not allow the enemy to invade our lives to the degree of invading our home. We have to continue as a Moses, as a leader that God is raising in this season, to say not on my watch, Satan, I'm not going to allow you. I will fight this by submitting. By yielding myself, by walking in obedience. I refuse to be rebellion. I refuse to be rebellious. I refuse to give into the lies of the enemy. I want God to use me, but God cannot use me without me submitting and walking in the clarity and in the instructions of His Spirit. God cannot use me. if if I if I if I only want to run by a gift. I don't want to allow, amen, the timings of God in my life to develop the maturity that is required of me to engage. So I yield myself. This is the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to stop uh, uh, this thought session here. Hopefully, if I have the time, I'm going to come back later. I believe that the Lord will grant us, amen, more authorance, but. The Lord just, you know, kind of lead us in a a different pattern this morning because, you know, I already planned, you know, what I thought I was going to bring out. But the Lord began to speak to us first by defining what the church is. Because when we know what the church is, then we can begin to know how to engage, amen, and challenge the false system remember that it is the Lord that is at work in us both to will and to do. So we're not doing this by our own might. We're not doing this. But first of all, we're able once we identify truth, we identify the true church, then we can begin to say that's, that's, that's a house of torture. That's a house of bondage. That's Egypt. Even when they try to come among us, we can, we can, we can raise our voice uh, and our hands and say, not so, not here, we will not go into relationship, amen, into agreement with a with a place to you know with a point that will captivate that will that will enslave us. No, we refuse. I'd rather remain in my wilderness and let the Lord perfect me. Like some of us, as Moses right now, are in still in the wilderness. Why? Because they're gonna use you to go back to Egypt to bring the people out to, to set that same wilderness to worship God. I hear some people say, oh, we're out of, we're out of Egypt, we're in the wilderness, we're going to Zion, no, no, we're not reaching Zion first, you're going to go back to Egypt, (laughs) that's a word, you're going to go back to Egypt, you're going to save a people who are still there, impoverished, in darkness, who are confused, who are enslaved, God is going to send you back to Egypt. You're not going to just, you know, come into certain plan. Oh, no, we we, we, you know, we leave them. You don't leave them behind. Jesus left the 99. That's the heart of this message. Jesus left the 99. He went back to Egypt for that one. He went looking for that one. Have you, have you seen how the church today is, is losing? We're losing members. all kinds of religious systems. A lot of Christians today are into, you know, uh, 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 Buddhism. Many people, many Christians today are feeding on what, you know, uh, Buddha said. They're getting their inspiration. Many churches in America have gone into Eastern religion. Same here in South Africa. Europe. Churches closed down. They've turned the place to, you know, nightclubs there are churches that used to be vibrant. I'm talking about buildings that used to be vibrant, vibrant in the early centuries in the Reformation. Even after the Reformation in Europe many of those churches today have been turned to all kinds of things. The buildings have been bought by all kinds of people. What happened? How did we allow the fire to die? How did we allow the enemy to hijack what God began? You see, this is not about me. And this is not just about one church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. How did we get to the point where all we do on Sunday morning is just to summon And collect the people's money. And that's it. Where has our passion and knowledge and wisdom and competency gone to? Many of our people have, I mean, I left the organized church years ago. When I saw the way things and I said, no, I don't want to be part of this. The spirit of the Lord said, leave. I'm going to send you as a Moses. I'm going to train. you. I'm going to build you and I'm going to send you back. I'm a voice to the Lordship of the house of Israel. That's the word, that, the word the Lord gave to me. Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That is the church, friends. And there are many scattered all across. Yes, many are beginning to find their way. They are building communities, small communities. They are meeting, they are praying together. And, and we're going to see more of that. Just like we saw in the, in the days of the act of the apostle. I hope you understand that there were two churches in the days of act of the apostle. Yes. There were people coming from, from you know, coming to Jerusalem from different parts of the world. Still part of the ceremony that was being done while a church was being born, amen, in the upper room. There were few, but they were powerful. There were few, but they were open to heaven. There were few, but God was with them. They were tortured. They were, they were captured, put in prison. God set them free. Later on, we're going to be talking about the account of Stephen in relating to the exodus of the church. Because Stephen gives us insight into some of this thing that we're talking about, friends. So, we're not discouraged. It's a new day. It's a new day for us. Do you have the grace, the desire to journey with God, to go on with God? Wherever you are this morning, I want you to cry out to the Lord. God, my heart is open. My life is open to what you're doing in this season. I yield myself to you. I yield my home, my family to you. I just want you to take control. And if you are in form of one bondage or the other, Lord, I surrender my heart, my soul, my body to you. I may not understand what is happening around me, how I've got into this level, but you can free me. If you could send your angel to free your servant from the prison. In the days of Herod, you you freed Peter. (laughs) Uh, You you can free me. You can set me free. You can free me. I refuse to remain in religious bondage. I want to be free. I want to be free to serve you, to, to know you, to honor you. I want my life to bring glory to you. And I don't just want to be zealous without the right knowledge. I want to be used of you, but I want to be trained. I want to be equipped. I want to carry my family along. Lead me, Lord. Guide me. Teach me. Take your place in my life. I yield my home, my family to you. Come on. Let, let's talk to God. Let's, let's let the Spirit of God, yes, instruct us. There's still so much to say. But I know that, me, the, the time is far spent. This is almost an hour plus. You know, After an hour, people get disconnected. <laughs> it's just something about people who are not passionate for more of god's word i can continue for the next one hour but we have to look at time all right so let's ask the lord bring me out take me out of this thing that i thought is church but in fact i've seen how this thing has drained me dried me and i'm still being lied to daily thinking that this is the house of god no Jacob defined to us what's what's the house of God. The house of God amen. He said it's the gateway to heaven. (laughs) Any church that represents the house of God is open to heaven. (laughs) Jacob told us that. This is the house of God and the gate of heaven. Come on. Oh father we thank you. Oh hallelujah. Well this morning we've been dealing with when Moses came of age, and I hope that we have brought some truth into the limelight. We've highlighted this truth. Pharaoh, let my people go. That's the word. That they may serve me. Moses, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. Go tell him, let my people go. That they may serve me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah thank you father hallelujah come on we give thanks we give praise to you lord we bless your name lord thank you we engage the spirit of pharaoh as you build capacity and competence in us lord we make our journey through the arid barren height, to oh god through the desert we make our journey we come into the place of light to the place of truth to the place of liberation to the place where we can worship you in spirit and in truth. That is what the word is to Pharaoh. Let my people go that they may worship me. Not worship you. Not worship things. Not even worship themselves. That they may worship me. We, we are designed to worship our creator. Any other form of worship is not accepted. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Believe, oh God, the cultic movement. We live, oh God, yes, the the order of sensualism. We live the order of carnality. We move away, yes, from sensual mindset. We move away, oh God, from carnal thought pattern. We move away. We're coming to the place where you have designated, designed for us as your people. We ask you, take your place. Jesus, you're building your church. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bajona flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven in heaven heaven is invading the earth with truth the earth is being summoned come up higher oh hallelujah father we bless you we glorify you I tell you you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not will not will not, will not withstand it hallelujah glory to Jesus Friends, thank you for joining me this morning. Have yourself a wonderful morning. Hope to see you later. If I have the time and the space to come uh, and broadcast later, we can do that. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Bye-bye. See you.